Okay, what's going on, guys? And welcome back to a brand new episode of the Energized Show. I'm Barry for show here with Roscoe. For show, how's it going, Barry? Grand man, this is two days in a row now. We're after going to the gym. Very not like us. Yeah, man. I'm already getting ready for the Irony Classic 2020. Yeah, well, like you were squatting what 20 kilos. So by the time that rolls around, I'll be squatting 25 kilos. 25 kilos, yeah. Big dogs, yeah. Although it's good to get back into it again, isn't it? Like I feel like we go on and off. Hundred percent. And you know what I just noticed? You introduce the shows now. You start the shows off. You me always start the shows off. It was you, yeah. Although that's why I'm pressing play. Yeah, I suppose it doesn't really matter, but like you know, I just I just noticed that. So if you are new to the Energize podcast, welcome. And if you're a returning Energize listener, welcome back. Welcome back. This is three shows this week, Ross. Yeah, so we did a Michael Jackson uh, leaving Neverland uh, reaction special. Um, we actually tried to record the whole thing, but we're having serious issues getting the video onto the computer because it's such a large file. Yeah. So um, we couldn't find anywhere that can actually reduce a video. So if you're some sort of video expert and know how to reduce a video in file size, get on to us and let us know. Yeah, or else we're going to have to like use the uh, use another camera. Yeah, we might have to use a different camera instead. That might be a big deal. It's just no. we thought like we put one out on camera, but uh, we were discussing that the next one is probably going to be once the Six Nations is over this weekend. So we'll be like... Yeah, we'll, we'll do a video we'll, special on We'll that. go again. Yeah, we're going to make it work. Yeah, we'll make it work because uh, some people want to see our five out of ten faces, you know? Yeah, exactly. Maybe it's because it didn't have the hair done, you didn't have the hair done, that's why I wouldn't record. Yeah, go yeah. On. Yeah, that was, that was probably it, yeah. Yeah, we have to be looking fresh for the camera. Well, the funny thing is we actually recorded straight after going training. So, like... Opposite of looking fresh. Yeah, yeah. That was That's actually sort of funny because we didn't give a shit. Yeah. Oh, no, not at all. Remember when we first started doing the videos, it was like everything had to be perfect. So get the tuxedo on. Get the tuxes <laughs> out. Yeah, get the tuxes out. But um, So, Barry, what is the crack of the week? Yeah, so on today's show, we are going to be discussing the Energized Crack of the Week. Then we are going to be moving into the world of the crack, including Conor McGregor getting locked up. Uh, it was only for a few hours. Again. Again, yeah. Uh, also, the Champions League is back this week, and we're also going to be looking at last week's fixtures as well. And then we're going to be moving into the main part of the show because we're going to be discussing UFC London on this weekend, last weekend's UFC Whitaker, and also the return of the Queen of Ireland, Katie Taylor. She's fighting in Philly this week. Friday, uh, along with other fights as well. So, Ross, as we said, we're back. Third episode in two days. What's the story here, man? What's the story? Uh, man, sometimes when the content's there, you have to put it out. And that's what's there. Uh, also, St. Patrick's Day this weekend. So, um, if you are listening, happy St. Patrick's Day. Also, if you're American, please don't call it Patty's Day. Because it's like double D, not double T. Yeah, it that's, seems like... That's really annoying. seems like it's going to be a very, like, Irish week already, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. We have... We did the rugby show already. Ireland going to play Wales this weekend. Katie Taylor's going to box in Philadelphia. Mike Conlon's going to box in Philadelphia. It's a big Irish weekend. No, Mike Conlon's boxing in MSG. Yeah, sorry. So, there you have it. Yeah, so if you haven't checked out the Irish rugby show, that's there. You can find it on SoundCloud. You can find it on iTunes. And also, the, the Michael Jackson one there as well. Because uh, myself and Ross Bow watched it and we were like, you know what? We were going to add it into this show, but we felt like giving it only around 15 minutes wasn't enough. And then it went on for an hour. 
Yeah, sure. It's a four-hour documentary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, you can't like, really break down four hours and into like ten minutes, you know. Yeah, especially when like so much was said on it. Yeah, there was so much. It, it wasn't just like excuse the pun, black or white. It was like everything in between. Yeah, oh, it, it was. was A to Z. There wasn't like he touched me end the show. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. Or else that would have been a short documentary. But uh, definitely check that out and let us know what you think. Cause uh, yeah, sure, like. The victims were on Oprah and everything. Like, I mean, once you're on Oprah, well, then, like, it's big news. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, check yeah. that out. I thought she was retired as well. Do you know what? I think she retired her show and then opened up her own network. Oh, she did, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. So, the O network. Yeah. Uh, I think that's in association with HBO. Before you went in and found out that Michael Jackson was worth $1.6 billion, first of all, imagine going to the ATM and putting that in, like, putting your card in and seeing that amount of money. <laughs> I doubt it, many ATMs actually can let you see that. that many zeros. Yeah, yeah, How, yeah. Well, fairness, he definitely didn't have it all in the one bank account. But I, I know what you mean. Yeah, um, yeah, that's absolutely insane. Man, I'm surprised. You know what? I'm surprised they never had what? Did they don't have like a Michael Jackson? Like you know the way they have Graceland for Elvis. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised they don't have like Michael Jackson uh-huh. World. Michael you know Jackson I mean? World will yeah. never land. Like, yeah, but I'm surprised they didn't open that ranch to the public and like make it a Michael Jackson Memorial theme park and then charge people like. Hundred dollars to go into it or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. What is it like? Obviously, after everything that came out, do you think people are going to try and buy that estate, knowing what happened in there? You know, or oh, not, know. or not knowing? I don't know. That's that's very very risky. I don't think I'd buy it. Well, like in fairness, you could buy it and like turn it into something totally different than it is. Yeah. Have you ever been to uh, Anne Frank, the Anne Frank Museum in uh, Holland? No, I've been to Holland like two or three times, and I'm stamped two or three times, and I've still never been there. I think there's always a queues around the corner to go into it. Yeah, I wonder what. Like, I've obviously never been there, but like, suppose if you go into like really, really weird places that like mad shit's gone down, like you can feel it in the walls, you know? Oh yeah, yeah. Like I say, if you went to uh, Joey Fritzl's gaff and went into the room where he locked up all his kids, I say you could feel it. But he built like a dungeon under his gaff. Great for a podcast recording studio. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, apparently when people go to Auschwitz, like it's really like, you know what happened there, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yeah. Would you like to go there, would you? I think it would, but I, like, it's sort of weird because I think it's weird when people take photos there. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's a bit like, it's like going to a graveyard and taking a photo with a grave. Like, I don't think that's acceptable. I don't think that that's what you should do. Yeah. Have you ever gone to a graveyard and taken a photo with a gravestone? No. Um, like, I've seen people do it online or, like, you know, when they hold the hands of, like, a dying person. Yeah. I'm just like, if I was there holding a dying person's hands, I wouldn't go, you know what? People on Instagram would love this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, some people are crazy, you know yeah. what I mean? But, uh, no, when I went to New York before my family, um, there is a John Lennon rem- uh, memorial place where it has Imagine just in, uh, what's the park? Uh Central Park. Central Park, that's it, yeah. And uh, I got a picture there, but that's not obviously not the grave, you know? No, but, like, that's, like, sort of... John Lennon was, like, an influential figure to you, and therefore, like, you were, like, commemorating his life almost. But, like, yeah. I feel like when you go to the graveyard, it's really, like... Yeah. He's laid to rest there, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's different. If, like, if Michael Jackson had a statue outside the Michael Jackson, like, museum, that's fine. Or if, like, you took a photo in the Anne Frank house i think that's fine but when you actually go to someone's graveyard grave and like take a photo with the grave or you take a picture with the corpse i think that says more about you than, than it does about anything else yeah i feel like more and more people are taking pictures that they shouldn't take as well like putting up pictures of 
dead relatives or anyone dead or remember we were talking about in the podcast a while ago uh, there was a severed head on a, on a motorway and yeah. people were putting that up like, it's a bit like Logan Paul with the suicide you Logan know I mean? Paul with the suicide forest thing yeah, yeah. Jesus yeah. yeah I mean you can't be at that it's almost like everyone's trying to beat the other person yeah but you have to remember like that's someone else's family member as well like yeah. uh, th- that's the thing I don't think people really think I think they're like content 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 yeah it's like people feel sorry for me you know what I mean yeah like all the girls want that like oh thinking of your own you know what I mean they want that message underneath their post yeah I saw someone there um, recently put up a post on Facebook right <clears throat> and it was a picture of their uh, one of their relatives that was dead and then they put up a post on Facebook the picture of the relative being like oh I miss you so much and all this stuff now bear in mind if you miss the person that's grand but putting it up on Facebook when first of all they're not alive and second of all they probably never have Facebook you know uh, 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 well, I can logic? understand both sides like I, I can see stuff as like a code mechanism and like you know get it out there and maybe like that person's just sitting at home by themselves and like when people write the comments afterwards being like oh that's real sad or whatever they feel a bit better about themselves they feel like there's people there who care or whatever um, other ones is like I find very strange is you know when someone dies like when Prince dies yeah. and then all of a sudden everyone you work with or all your friends were like these mad Prince song fans yeah. and you've never heard them once listen to a Prince song Yeah, I think your man what's your man Keith Flint from the Prodigy died Yeah, yeah. and all these like 17 year olds like so sad so sad it's like first like you've definitely never seen them live and also like do you actually know their stuff like I don't I don't even know that much like uh, Prodigy stuff like yeah I know Firestarter but like who doesn't know that song you know what I mean yeah, yeah. Uh, like I don't think I've ever put up a I think when Stan Lee died I put up a picture because I thought on my Instagram story I was like what a legend because like I've watched so many hours of his films but yeah. in terms of like musicians like I don't think there is a musician who I'm like Devin said they died you know what I mean Michael Jackson man no <laughs> if I was live for Freddie Mercury I'd be like that fellow was a genius you know what I mean but well in fairness Michael Jackson was a genius as well oh no he was yeah but he was also potentially a pedophile yeah I feel like there was a load of musicians that were like really really bad I think it was your man out of the Rolling Stones who uh, what happened was he was driving down like Sunset Boulevard and there was a big huge um not a mural, what's it like a big billboard of a of a young girl? And he was like, oh, "I want to meet her." And then he got his like agents to arrange to meet her. And she was only like fourteen, and then like he was with her, and he was like twi- over the age of twenty, and like no one gives a shit. Sure, what what was it? Was it Woody Allen who like was married to this this woman, and then like they adopted the kid, and then he like ended up marrying the adopted kid. Yeah, and the, when they adopted the kid, the kid was only like eleven or something. Yeah. We did touch on this on the Michael Jackson podcast. We were saying that some people that have such power still get away with shit, like, and still people still respect them. Yeah. Like, for instance, like John Jones doing what he does was st- people still bow down to him. Uh, we I actually re- rec- uh, realized the next day that uh, today that uh, Mike Tyson's another prime example of like, yeah. someone that people still love and respect, even though he's been to jail and all the shit he's yeah, done. Like, uh, now I don't know whether what what he's being convicted or what he's been but I know he's been, like been accused of rape and accused of like woman beating yeah. and people are like people are still wearing toys quick yeah, get pe- the phone out people are still wearing his t-shirts listening to his podcast and stuff yeah although he comes across now as if he's totally reformed but uh, it goes to, it goes to be like are you meant to like he served his time in jail are you meant to like st- still keep running these people down or are you meant to like yeah like there has to be a 
a point of diminishing returns and then there also has to yeah. be a point of forgiveness. Yeah, I know I know Hitler is one end of the stick, but like you can't, you can't turn around and be like, ah, he served his time. You know what I mean? Like, like certain people are... Yeah, like they can't be coming back for someone like Jimmy Savile. There's no like, yeah. there's no like, there's no way you can ever go, look, what he did was wrong. But he did got loads of money for charity. Yeah, but he did loads of, you know what I mean? Someone like Lance Armstrong needs to be like, right, he served his time. He raised so much money for cancer. In fairness, he was riding a bicycle, you know what I mean? He wasn't, yeah. he wasn't, he didn't kill anyone, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, Lance Armstrong is someone where you need to go, eventually go, right, well, you know what? Lance Armstrong was one hell of a cyclist. Because like, it's not like he was the only one on the drugs and no one else was. He still won all the championships. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the same with John Jones. It's a bit like, right, you crashed into a pregnant woman. In fairness, he probably didn't know the woman was pregnant when he crashed into her and they legged it off. Yeah. I doubt he was like playing bumper cars and he's like, do you know what? She's pregnant. She's up. Yeah. And he broke her arm or whatever. But like, he obviously had a lot of marijuana in the car and he was like, I'm a young black man in America with a lot of drugs in the car. Like, I'm going to get the book thrown at me. So therefore, like, he legged it. And that was it. And like, it's a bit like, right, he sort of messed up. But like, Again, no one died. What he did was shitty, but it's only shittier after you know the circumstances. Yeah, yeah you know what I mean. Like, yeah, I know. I know each situation is different, but do you think it, you would sort of draw the line if you kill someone? I think if you kill someone, or if you're like a paedophile, or even a rapist, I don't think is great. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like yeah. uh, obviously a rapist isn't great, but like I find it hard for anyone to ever someone tell me they were a rapist and then go, you know what? Not a bad guy though. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I think that's that's someone annoying. I do not want to be around either. Yeah, honest, you, know? you don't associate yourself yeah. with that. Yeah, but I feel like the way the, the way the world's going, less and less people are going to get away with sort of stuff as well. You oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, so like it's it's good. Oh yeah, I mean. people are being like called out on their shit all the time yeah. now. Also, I was watching some sort of documentary about uh, it was like a TED talk, and they were talk- talking about uh, kid influencers. Yeah, and how these days like kids at the age of like 10, 11, 12, 13 understand the internet more than parents and how parents are almost like how am i going to teach my kids stuff if they already know all this sort of stuff you're obviously about to have a kid now are you sort of like they're not allowed to have a smartphone till they're 10 or you know i mean like what what's going to be the boundaries here because uh stuff like youtube that the majority of people on that are under the age of 20 i sort of look at it in fairness i don't really know what i'm going to do until i do it uh i haven't really already thought about it but i do think that it's important to probably talk to your kids now more like they're adults than it has ever been in the past if that makes sense yeah um there's no point baby talking to kids because like they're more aware and they're more online now than they've ever been so there's no point trying to make them you know feel less or make them feel like they're, they're being babied and like at the end of the day like it's a scary world out there, so yeah. they need to be made aware of it. That's what I was going to ask you, because you can't just say everything is rainbows and lollipops and... No, absolutely not. ...sweets, whereas there's predators online. A hundred percent, and there are, like, on every app, on every yeah. platform. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's ones on YouTube, they're on Snapchat, I'm sure they're on Instagram, and I'm sure there's, like, five apps that we don't even know that young kids use. Yeah, even things like Musical.ly, which is, like, a, dominate, a kids-dominated app... But like older people are on that as well, and like there's there's been influencers that have been online and they build up such a kid audience that they're uh, they're like there was one guy that came out recently I forget his name but like this happened he was like oh here will you send me pictures of your clothes off because if you don't do it, you, you don't love me and the kids are like yeah okay well like I'm not surprised that happens yeah. you know yeah. what I mean that's the thing about having an audience man like yeah. you have to like it's 
it's almost like being a president of a country like you yeah. have to like rule with respect and oh 100% like you can't yeah. be asking them to do stuff for your fame but that's not the way the world works yeah as we said on the, on the Michael Jackson podcast as well like we brought up like uh, Harvey Weinstein and stuff people with power tend to take advantage of it 100% yeah and like that's just the way it is like it's crazy shit you, like you're batshit crazy if you don't think Justin Bieber ever saw one of his good looking fans and was like DM'd them and was like oh come here come on over I'm saying in you're up tonight or whatever you know what I mean 100% and that's just like the way the world works and like if one like a massive influencer is a pedophile and you know what it sort of goes chalk and cheese or hand in hand if you know what I mean it's like it's not chalk and cheese because like a lot of like people who are predators are very charismatic and a lot of the people who work or who are in the performance industry whether they're, they be on YouTube or they're gamers or whatever yeah. are charismatic figures and that's how they've grown the following I mean, so that's how they yeah. get these people to do stuff for them. Yeah, it's crazy, yeah. That's just the way the world works. Yeah, like the, the likes of like groupies and stuff as well. Yeah. They're always going to exist, you yeah. know what I mean? No matter what world you're in, you know? Mm. I suppose that sort of almost like stardom fame leads us into maybe the first subject that we'll talk about. Conor McGregor getting arrested. Um, yeah. Because like he, he, what I appear to have found out happened was that Someone came up, took a selfie with him. He took a man's phone and smashed it on the ground. Yeah. Well, the thing is, this selfie world has gone crazy. Like, obviously, I always referenced the... It was the Live Aid in Wembley. And Freddie Mercury came on with Queen. And he started singing. And uh, people can see this in the movie as well. In Bohemian Rhapsody. And, like, everyone is doing as what he says. Like, he... he they're copying him. Do you remember? He's like, whoa, And then he goes, oh, right. And then everyone goes, oh, right. And it was just packed. No cameras. No yeah. cameras. It was crazy. And you're never going to see that again because now artists are like, get your phones out. Yeah. Although, although once in a blue moon, you'll meet an old school artist and like, everyone put your phones away. Live in the moment. Yeah. And like and comedians then, do Yeah, that. but like not everyone's like, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. But um, like back in the day, obviously you used to have to get a, a signature you know i mean i remember going yeah. to my new games and like i have the signature book and uh but now it's selfies everyone wants a selfie and like people are just going up and just they're turning into zombies like some people are like zombies trying to get the selfie get oh, the 100%. photo they're, and like, they're like, uh, like they're willing to like step on a kid to get one like yeah them to get one yeah it's like what's that uh black friday when people yeah. are just killing people to get a tv they're probably never going to watch but uh i know obviously ourselves we go and get photos like in fairness, like in order for our thing to grow, we get the photos. Like everything, there's nothing got to do with my page or your page. It's all about the energized brand and like people expect us to do this stuff as well. Because if we run out of photos, we run out of content. So yeah. therefore we need to get it. We need to. Um, and people love to hear when we meet someone what they were like. Yeah. Although I don't think we ever go over, out, like not overweight, but I mean, I don't think we ever like do, like no one's in the middle of eating their dinner and we're like getting a selfie. <laughs> yeah, but sometimes we don't get photos of people because like, the opportunity doesn't arise. Like, we met Uriah Faber over in New York, and, like, the, oh, you're getting a photo with us, never really came up. We didn't get one. You know what I mean? That's just the way it works. Yeah. So, like, we, we do try to be respectful which, yeah. as well. Because we, we, some, we hopefully someday have these people on the show, and, like, yeah, exactly. you don't want to totally burn the bridges. No, that's just the way it is. Yeah, but, uh, no, I've seen so many people try to get pictures with Connor, and it's, uh, it, they form, like, a mob. It's like Shaun of the Dead. They're all, like, like zombies being like photo, but people photo. have to also understand. Now he's got a son and his daughter with him, and he's if he's with his family, he's not that keen to get a photo. Like he's not working. 
you spend time with his family. Yeah. And it's different when you're spending time with your family than when you're out by yourself. When you're out by yourself, you're on your own time. Yeah, but also, like, people getting in photos, right? Uh, like, for instance, Conor McGregor. Like, he, he, he now is so, like, famous and rich and powerful that he doesn't need to get in a photograph with Stephen, who has 10 followers on Instagram. Like, it doesn't benefit him in any sort of way. No. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, up-and-coming fighters who have, like, around 10,000, they, they need to market themselves enough. Oh, 100%. You know what I mean? So it's sort of like... Well, I've seen Joe Rogan talk about it before. He's like, I have no problem getting photos of people. But like, when I'm out with my family, like, I prefer if people didn't bother me or like, if I'm actually physically eating my dinner, don't bother me. Yeah. You know what Although I mean? Joe Rogan's not really like, he do, he makes sure not to be vulnerable and then he's like in a crowd. Yeah, but Joe Rogan's like, goes to the limits of like, I never wear a toy because someone could choke me with it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he thinks like madly. Yeah. As opposed to like, he's not really, yeah, but he's not really, you see the thing is, He's not pushing his brand. His brand no. is already... He like he actually does a terrible job pushing his brand, but like he's yeah. just such a brand that people are just like, it's Joe Rogan. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. His thing is that he doesn't really overly care. That's his thing. It's a cool way to be. Also, yeah, because like, he, everyone on his show is like, you've got the biggest show in the world. He's like, yeah, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, he's over 50 as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not... Also, he wasn't brought up with the selfie scene as well. No. You know what I mean? And he already has two Netflix specials out. He has another one coming out as well. Yeah, like, he doesn't even have to be funny. Like, people are still going to watch the specials. Yeah. People have so much loyalty to him. To him. Yeah, like, sure. They're willing to sit down and listen to him talk to someone they've never even heard of before. They haven't a clue what he does just to listen to what he has to say. Yeah, for hours. But, uh, obviously, as I said there, it, it, some people now are turning into zombies getting these photos and dying for it, literally. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I, that's, the, that's the thing. People lose respect. And then, obviously... Connor reacted to it, broke the man's phone, and next thing you know, he's being arrested. Yeah. I think being arrested for breaking someone's phone was a bit much. I know it's probably like a thousand euro worth of damage or whatever, but like, surely they could have just asked him to pay for the phone and like left it at that. Well, you see, the thing is, some people say, oh, it's, you'd be nothing without the fans. But who's to, who's to say that like, they actually knew who he like really was or follow him really they could have been like oh there's content for me rather than being like oh my god I'm a massive Conor McGregor fan you know yeah but also people say that but he'd still be the world he still would have been world champion and double champ you know what I mean yeah like he did that off his own fruition you know what I mean like the fans didn't make Conor McGregor a better fighter no and that's just the way it is so See, like he, you can tell he also doesn't want to be like absolutely segregated. Like as in, like I, I feel he still misses going to the old SPG and training with the lads and being part of it, the lads. Now, now he's his own commodity, he's his own brand. Yeah, he you know almost I mean? has to hide where he's going to go training and then show yeah. up. You know what I mean? Which that's, is a lot harder for him. That's the sad thing about things as well. Like if you get that famous, you almost like you have to hide. No, hundred percent. Because if you look at it, if he texts, say. Keen Cowley, Kiefer Crosby, James Gallagher, um, name me another one there, Peter Queeley, yeah. and says, let's all meet down in uh, SBG um, for a train session. But they only have to tell one person each, and then like half the country know Conor McGregor's going to be trained tonight at 8 o'clock. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, that's just the way Ireland works. It is, yeah. So like, I'm not surprised he got annoyed over there. I'm not surprised some... He just running at him with a phone and goes, Hey, Connor, hey, Connor. And you know what? Your man could have been like, Love the way he could be, battered you or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that we, doesn't we, come out. Yeah. yeah, we don't know what was said to him. You know what I mean? And like, 
like I've met Connor. Obviously, there's been stuff going on, rumors around what he's been doing recently. Like things are only rumors, and in Ireland, you're innocent until, until proven guilty. I feel like in America, you're guilty until proven innocent. But uh, we'll wait and see what happens there. But um, it's it, uh, some some people like they're like, this is my one chance to get a photo with him because obviously he doesn't live in Miami. So like they'll they'll like go and be rude. Yeah, 100%. And, yeah, and as you said, he could be like, oh, Khabib, Khabib. You know I mean. Who knows? Who really knows? Never know. Like, and we when we met him, he was absolutely sound. Like, uh, so they must have done something that he wasn't happy with, obviously, because therefore he reacted to it. Yeah, and like, look, my my take on it is that whoever it was probably overstepped their boundaries. You know what I mean? As in, like, who knows? They could have like pushed the out of the way to get a photo, or yeah, you know what I mean? Like. They could have almost like knocked over Connor Jr. on the way to taking the photo. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who knows what actually happened before yeah. the photo was taken or whether your man got a photo or what the story is. You know what I mean? What do you think he needs to do now? Because like obviously he's going to be this famous for a long, long time. Do you think he needs like to get more like security around him and shit? Like imagine having to be like here, I need security to go into town. Yeah, but that's also like very expensive just have security around 24-7. Like as in like he's not Bill Gates. You know what I mean? As in like yeah. I know... He has earned a lot of money. But to have 24-7 security costs a lot of money. You know what I mean? And not just around him, around his family as well. Yeah, exactly. Like, his dad has someone who, like, looks after him. As in, like, when he goes to events, he has someone who brings him there. Yeah. So, I don't know what the final final sort of say on it. Do you have any final words on it? I don't know. I just think, like, if people are going to ask for selfies and stuff, they should probably, like, really, really judge the situation and try not to be overly rude. I know some people, like, I know the whole world doesn't listen to this show, but, I mean sort of like check out the opportunity and then see make, who the people are with as well and try and be polite to them yeah you know what I mean but like obviously there's going to be like paparazzi over there who are the rudest bastards in the world yeah like they are just so rude and like they'll like literally like jump in front of your car they'll get a, try and get a claim against you they'll like flash the cameras in your face while you're driving like and then you you know what I mean they're I know obviously they have a job and they have families to feed as well but I mean if you're not a paparazzi Try and just be a bit sound about it, you know? Yeah, definitely. Not um, just with Connor, with anyone, really. What, what about your man, the Birmingham City fan, trying to get the photo with Jack Grealish? What do you think of that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but, yeah, here, sorry, just we'll, we'll, before we finish off with Connor, what do, you, what do you expect to see with Connor next? He's probably just going to have to pay a fine, and that's that's it. Um, obviously, there's talks of him fighting Don, Don Cowboy Cerrone. Apparently, like, they don't want to do that fight because Connor doesn't want to be a co-main event. And yeah. the UFC are like, oh, we can't make that fight. Uh, main event it's not a title fight I was like clearly you can it's Conor McGregor that should be just the main event five rounds that's yeah. it Chael Sonnen said that they should reintroduce the super fight belt that they had years ago yeah oh, I, I don't like overly agree with that just because like you can have so many different super fight weights if that makes sense yeah I know so yeah. like I'm not overly about that but sure, look I think you should fight Cowboy I think people before when he was supposed to fight Diaz people were like oh let's see him fight Cowboy you know what I mean so why not just make that Cowboy fight? And it's like quite a well-matched fight. Now, obviously, Cowboy has massive advantage on the ground. They're obviously a lot closer on the feet, but McGregor has more power. So, like, let's see it. Yeah. You can also picture it, the Irish against the Americans and, like, this, like the way... Budweiser against the proper 12. Yeah, it just sort of lines up well. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it definitely does. Uh, yeah. And then Cowboy's also good in the mic as well. Uh, yeah, so, like, that's really the crack of the week. So, we sort of did cover there that Michael Jackson, Conor McGregor, and then, uh, 
we'll look at the world of football because the Champions League is back this week. But we'll start it off with over the weekend, Aston Villa were playing Birmingham, two rivals. And then after 10 minutes, a fan from Birmingham ran on the pitch, gave Jack Grealish, former Irish under 21. International. International. Now England registered player. Now English registered player. And he came from behind and punched him across the face. Now, first of all, he like sort he's of missed. Sort of, he sort of forearmed him. <laughs> yeah, he sort of hit him with the the what's that spot in between your your uh, your just like the in, inner elbow <laughs> sometimes i forget like we're on the mic but yeah the inner elbow and then like jack riddish like hit, hit the ground uh people went mad after this because uh oh later on jack riddish then scored the winner to win one nil but uh people which went, was like the old mccarmer wasn't it it was stuff like that you just can't write that stuff but people were going mad saying this fella could have had a knife this fella could have had a bottle what needs to be done to prevent people doing this? Because as your man was getting taken away by security, it, all the Birmingham fans were clapping him, being like, legend, legend. Oh, yeah, you play a point. He was also sort of taken away by one guy in the end. And, like, I thought he should have been taken away by, like, an army of people. Um, See, the thing is, the security there, right, are guarding... I know the, the, the championship players aren't actually millionaires, but they're very, very well off. But, well, like... Some of the Aston Villa players will be. Yeah, but my point is, these security guards are probably getting about £8 an hour. And, like, they're guarding multi-thousand heirs you know what I mean oh 100% like Jack Greedish probably still get about 30 grand a week you know what I mean like I'm pretty sure he signed a new contract at Aston Villa there recently enough mm-hmm. and like he's probably getting about 30 grand a week He's because Aston Villa I think are the highest wage bill in the championship and your man came on true Greedish punch and now he's going to jail for 14 weeks banned from going football games for 10 years which I'm a bit like how do they actually ban that fella because like how do people like recognise him in like two years time yeah I've always found that's a bit like a fake ban. Yeah, like if he shaves his head and puts on a pair of glasses and grows yeah. a beard. Yeah, it's yeah. a bit like, how would you recognise that fella? Yeah. Uh, but what needs to be done to prevent this, Roscoe? Obviously, just need better security, yeah. Especially, like... That seems like for, such for, an easy for, thing to say, though. Yeah, but for the rivalry games, like, when United are playing Liverpool, there should be more security. And when Aston Villa are playing Birmingham, there should be more security. And there should be more police at the game. Whether the club have to pay for more police to go to the game... That needs to need to be there. Because not only did your man punch Grealish, for the next like 15 seconds, he was still the only one around there, if that makes sense. Yeah. And like, fair play to the players on the pitch not hitting your man afterwards. Because like, I can't help say if that was me, I wouldn't have done it. And your man would have been rolling the bank if he got a punch back. Would he have, yeah? Well, if he got a punch off someone who wasn't Jack Grealish. So would like, you know what I mean? He wasn't, def- then he was like, I was just assaulted by that guy. So people, they just should have just upped the security in that yeah, case. Yeah, Spend yeah. more money on the security. But fair play, Jack Gray to score in the winner. Yeah, fair play to him. He got a lot, of, a lot of hate. People were actually tweeting him pictures of his, uh, speaking of dead bodies, tweeting pictures of his dead brother, his, his grave, being like, slagging him, saying like, you, you still can't bring back your brother and shit like that. It's just like, what? Yeah, do you not know that? I didn't even know his brother was dead. Yeah, well, either did I like, until I found this out. And, but I was like, like, and I was like, Jesus Christ, like, what's wrong with people? Like, I don't know. Like, I know people get passionate and, and like, you know, at the end of the day, it's only a game, but um, people are passionate about it. It's not really just a game, but, like, jeez, you can't say that to someone. Like, ever. Like, you I know, know what yeah. I mean? It's only, like, it's only a matter of time until the internet gets properly policed. Yeah. I, I don't like the way on Twitter you can have so many fake accounts and absolutely abuse these people because, uh, Jesus, like, I mean, that's... No, it's not fair. Yeah, it's not fair. But uh, also, Zinedine Zidane is back as manager of Real Madrid. Uh, we put up a poll asking, was it a good or a bad move? People said it was a good move. Ross, 
Good move. Good move for Real Madrid. Don't know if it's the best move for Zidane. Apparently, he's been promised four signings in the summer. Now, who they're going to be, I don't know. Um, people are saying it's going to be, like, two of them are going to be Mbappe and Neymar straight away. But, uh, look, he's going to have to be given the cash because that looks like a poison chalice. Yeah, I think the first thing he wants to do is get rid of Bale. But we'll see what happens there. Uh, also, Louis van Gaal. Louis van Gaal. Uh, Louis never, van Gaal's on me. He's now retired as well, Ross. What will you forever remember him as? Obviously, winning an FA Cup with Manchester United. But uh, and pretend he got like shot on the sidelines. I thought that, that was probably the funniest moment I've ever seen in football. <laughs> also, I like when he went, Louis van Gaal's on me. You know, in his press, post-match press conferences. Yeah. It's like, I can heal the fans. Remember he called Chris Smalling, Mike Smalling yeah. as well. I love Max Moy. He just seems so senile when he took over. Just yeah. Absolutely mental. But uh, we'll move on to... Uh, congratulations on a great career, Louis van Gaal, after me calling him a mental. But uh, <laughs> we'll, look, we'll look at the Champions League. We'll start off with last, week, uh, last, weekend, uh, last week's fixtures. Um, first of all, Tottenham did the business against Dortmund 1-0 away. Yeah, 4-0 Niagara. Fair play to him. That was a great finish by Harry Kane, by the way, Ross. Yeah, he, he's doing very, very well since he's come back. He's, he's on score sheet nearly every game. He has. And on the same night, Ajax demolished Real Madrid 4-1. Uh, Ross, what did you make of Ajax and the talent that they're creating? Yeah, they have such good young talent in their team. De- Dijon and De Legit or De Legit or whatever you want to call them. The centre half and centre midfielder. They're both brilliant. What's very interesting about them is... They both play centre-half and centre-defensive midfield, but they're so comfortable and so willing to dribble the ball out of the defence. It's, like, very impressive to see, isn't it? Yeah. It was strange to see Real Madrid get knocked out as well. They just didn't look at the races. But who knows now? Zidane's, in, Zidane's at the helm, and let's see what they do. Yeah, but also 4-1 in the Bernabeu was something frightening. It, it, I saw so many memes of Sergio Ramos getting booked uh, on purpose to miss this leg, and, like, the amount of memes going on about him. Yeah. Sergio. I bet he's happy Zidane's back as well. Uh, also, then, on the Wednesday night, Porto defeated Roma 3-1 in extra time to go through 4-3. Ross, we both thought that Roma would do the business, but uh, Porto at home are true. Yeah, fair play to Porto. Then, we'll obviously look at the most talked about game last week. We actually watched it here in Ross's gaff. Ross's pregnant girlfriend, like, we were shouting the house down. Apologies to Jay. But uh, Manchester United won with a penalty in extra time to go through 3 t- sorry, to go through 3-3 on aggregate with the away goal rule. There we go. I got that out right. So Manchester United beat PSG after we both thought it wasn't going to be possible. Remember remember the week before I go, uh, do you know what I need to win 3-1? You're like, yeah. And I go, hum the lads. Yeah, that was it. It was, it was like, we weren't <laughs> buying it whatsoever. No. Uh, in fairness, as soon as Lukaku scored the early goal, I was like, there was a bit of belief there. You know what I mean? I was a bit like, and then PSG equalized and I was like, nah, that's it. And then we scored again and I was like, Right, this is going to be an interesting game. The second half, United didn't have a shot on, on target until the penalty. And when the penalty came around, I think I sort of joked and he said, ha, go to VAR with that. Right, and then the next thing you know, the ref's running over to the corner. VAR, penalty. And then the ref decided to play like 98 minutes of added time. But United still got the job done. They did, yeah. That was crazy. Everyone went mad over that, Ross. Yeah. Just like... Uh... You know what? That's karma, Baz. Kimbepe should have been sent off in the first leg. Didn't get sent off. And then he concedes the penalty in the 91st minute. It was crazy. That was a great night. That was a great night. That Although then, night. Th- then going and losing to Arsenal on the weekend 2-0 wasn't great. But uh, Yeah, but that's not in the crack of the week, so forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. That didn't happen. Uh, yeah, okay. So tonight, we are co- recording today on Tuesday. Manchester City are taking on Schalke. Man City go in leading 3-2 on aggregate. Ross, 
what are we expecting? Because teams are going mad in the, the Champions, Champions League. League. Yeah, things are acting up. Well, I think City are the one dead cert, so I think they're going to win two or three, one uh, tonight as well. They'll win both legs. Yeah, I'll go with that as well. Uh, then, also on tonight, this is probably the better game to watch. Juventus are taking on Atletico Madrid. Uh, Atletico Madrid go in after leading 2-0 two, two after the first leg. Both centre half scoring in that game. Ross, is Ronaldo going to rise like a phoenix and get them through? It's very, very possible. Uh, the only thing is, I think it's going to be 2-1 or 3-1 to Juventus. I think Atletico Madrid will definitely score. They have like too much firepower up top with Costa and Griezmann. And they're very, very solid at the back. So I think they probably will get the job done. But you can never doubt um, Juventus with Cristiano Ronaldo and Diabalo up front. Yeah. I think Atletico, I think both teams are good defensively, but I just think Atletico, like, they'll get a goal. So, you know, Juventus was then mm. four. Apparently, Marcelo's already, like, signed for Juventus next year. We'll see what happens, because your man Alexandro's okay. Yeah, he is, actually. Uh, then tomorrow's fixtures, Bayern Munich take on Liverpool. Uh, nil all after the first leg. This is... This Absolute is classic. This is going to be the game to watch. Uh, look, I think Bayern Munich are going to get the job done. They're at home in the Allianz, and... Liverpool haven't been as solid lately for me. Um, obviously, they conceded an early goal against Burnley out at the weekend. Um, they weren't the best against United. They weren't the best against Everton. They're slowly but surely maybe fading away a bit. What do you think? See, Dietmar Hamann last year said that Bayern Munich are going to like fade away. Now, in fairness, they don't seem to have faded away yet. I feel like their wingers haven't Kingsley Coleman and also Nabry. I don't think they're as good as Robin or Ribery, but they're still looking solid enough. Um, yeah, but they still have like Thiago in midfield as well. You know what I mean? Like they're still good. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Hamas Rodriguez. Yeah, but that's my point. If Hamas after saying that and now Bayern could knock out Liverpool, he was totally incorrect. Yeah. So uh, I have a feeling Bayern are going to win. They're just very, very, very solid at home, and they just need to win by one goal. You know. Yeah. So I'd go Bayern. And if Lewandowski scores, then he's just totally game on. And I'm pretty sure Bayern Munich are very good against English teams. Yeah, they, they tend to do well. It's just they, them at they home. Do well, yeah, they do They like hammered Arsenal. And they did really well against United as well. Yeah. As of late. Then uh, in the other fixture, Barcelona taking on Leon. Nil all after the first leg. Ross, Barcelona seem to be kicking ass now. They're after beating Real Madrid in the last couple of games twi- twice. I think it was three times. Beat them three times in a row. Yeah, I think they beat them in the league and then over two legs of cup and won all three games. I think there, were, there could have been a game in between that. Okay. Yeah, but uh, Barcelona against Leon Ross, we we're, we have to go get for Barcelona here, yeah? Yeah, I think Barcelona are going to win two or three nil. Yeah. Uh, Luis Suarez will score a few goals and I think that's just it. Yeah, I'll go with that as well. Uh, the fixture, uh, sorry, after these results, the draw for the Champions League is going to be on Friday and we will definitely post that on our Instagram stories. So, Ross, anything else to say about the, the crack of the week or will we move into the main part of the show? Let's the world get into the fight. Okay. Let's get into the fight. Okay, first of all, I want to start off just giving shout-outs for the boxing first because... Definitely. Um, before we get into the world of MMA. Uh, so, in Philadelphia, we have John O'Carroll fighting for a world title. Yeah. Um, he's in the main event. Yeah, he's taking on Tevin Farmer. Our mate, John yeah. O'Carroll. Yeah, uh, he loves the show. So, big shout-out to our boy, John um, we saw him win. I'm not too sure if it was his last fight, but we watched him fight Declan Garrity, and that was a good fight, wasn't it? Yeah, you'll notice John O'Carroll. He has a huge beard. Yeah, what, what's he called himself? King Kong. Was it John O'King Kong? Farrell. Well, the second name is Carroll. Carroll, sorry, Carroll. 
Yeah, so Honda John O'Carroll, he's fighting for the IBF Junior Lightweight title. Also on that card, Katie Taylor taking on Rose Volante. Um, you know what? She should like call her nickname. She should be like the Pride of Ireland, shouldn't it? Yeah. It should be like the Pride of Ireland, Katie Taylor. Yeah, well, she's, she's kicking ass. Um, like, for, like... I think um, obviously we're back in Katie here, and uh, we're back in Jono yeah. as well. Or that, the brave bruiser. Yeah, <laughs> this is going down on March the fifteenth. That's on Friday in Philly. Um, yeah. Okay. Then on great way to kick off Paddy's Day weekend. Yeah. Also, shout out to Keen Cowley who's fighting on Brave in Manila on Friday night as well. The new thriller Manila. The new thriller Manila. Then on Saturday night, we have a big, big fight going down. It's going on in Texas as. Spence, Earl, Errol Spence fight takes on Mikey Garcia in a world title fight. Both men are undefeated. Someone's O has to go. Yeah, Mikey Garcia is moving up to 147 pounds to take on Spence. Uh, Ross, I think the odds on favorite here is actually Mikey Garcia to win. I like Errol Spence in this one though. I think he's bigger, he's more athletic, he's a bit faster. Um, and I think he's going to get the job done. But who's the better boxer? Definitely Mike Garcia. Yeah, I'd agree with that as well. Hopefully, Katie gets the win as well, absolutely. Yeah. And if you haven't seen her documentary, definitely check it out. Mikey Collins also fighting this weekend as well, isn't he? Yeah, Mikey Collins then fighting on Paddy's Day on Sunday. He's fighting Ruben Garcia Hernandez. Mikey Collins is 10-0. and And Garcia is 24-3-2. Um, Ross, like, we're obviously well, going for Mike, Mike I Conlon. think this time next year, Mike Collins will be fighting in the garden again, except for a world title. What do you think? I think so as well. As long as he keeps marketing himself very well, and obviously he loves fighting on Paddy's Day. He's done it at least twice now. Do you yeah. remember when uh, Conor McGregor walked him out as well? Oh, you can see him fighting. You know that fellow who'd be Frampton? Yeah. I can't think of his name right now. Warrington, is it? Yeah. I think that's who he's going to fight. That was a close fight as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but uh, that's on Paddy's Day on Sunday. Uh, also, Paddy Barnes is fighting on that card as well. On the Ireland. On the Ireland. Yeah, it's Load of action this week. We've been waiting for this for a while for this Paddy's Day. This has been written down for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Then, um, Ross, what way do you want to start off the UFC action? Because uh, we'll start off in UFC Wichita in Kansas, Missouri. Kansas, Missouri. Does we UFC have... go there often, does it? No, I think it's the first time ever in, well, in Wichita anyway. I think they went to St. Louis there recently, Missouri. Yeah. Uh, we weren't expect- expecting a massive, like a massive card really here. No, but, uh, it was, it was, you know what? It was, it was like a sort of fan favorite card. If you're into UFC, you knew a lot of fighters on the card. It was interesting. But if you if you don't know UFC, well then you're probably a bit like, bar the main event, who else is on this card? Yeah. But in fairness, if you're looking at the main event, Derek Lewis taking on Junior Dos Santos, and uh, Dos Santos won in the second round. But uh, that was like a, that was the the cherry on top. Yeah, it was. In fairness, it was a great night of fights. Um, just some quick shout outs to some people. Uh, Nico Price, like that knockout was absolutely devastating. And then Ezekiel De Santos uh, getting the rear naked choke in the first round. He He's really started to put himself in there with the contenders at welterweight. Um, and then just at the main event, Junior De Santos looked very good in this fight. It was the best I've seen him in a while. Is that, um, is that three wins in a row? Yeah, his spinning back kick to the body to Derek Lewis was like the defining moment of the fight. And then just eventually TKO'd him in the second round. I was impressed with you. Yeah, although I thought Derek Lewis is going to be a bit of a sitting duck. It, it, the fact he can't really move and he's had so many problems with his back and stuff is seems to be catching up with him a bit. Like, don't you know he went on a winning streak? I can't really see that happening now because he's more in the upper echelon. No, and I also think 
the book is is there on how to beat him. If yeah. you know what I mean, as in like hit him hard in the body, that seems to work. Also, if you're, I think if he goes up against a good wrestler, like put it this way, he should probably fight Curtis Blades next. I think Curtis Blades will beat him. He'll take him down. And that's just it. Yeah, the Santos, he looks. Um He's quite agile for a heavyweight, isn't he, as well? Yeah, his footwork is brilliant and his boxing is brilliant. The only thing is he's still that bit chinny that, like, when Derek Lewis did swing for the fences, you're always a bit like, huh? No. That was Grant. You know what yeah. I mean? The, uh, Dos Santos, like, he knows if he gets hit, he like, runs away. Yeah. Did you notice that? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, yeah. literally run away. <laughs> yeah, literally, yeah. yeah. Is that Although, it's a smart idea. Like, yeah, but, get the sprinting shoes on there yeah. quick. <laughs> you saying bolt out of there. But uh, what you make of the card overall, Ross? Because uh, I'm like I made sure to watch this, and uh, oh, I thought it was very good. Well, the one fight that I was very disappointed in was I was disappointed in the decision for uh, Ben Rothwell against Eganov. I definitely thought Rothwell won that. I think most outlets did afterwards as well, because like whenever I see a shock decision, I go into like MMA Junkie and Sherdog and see like how they scored, it, and I, like I yeah. couldn't find anyone who scored it for Eganov. No, I, 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 Rothwell they pushed the pace the whole time and. I also thought he landed the better shots. Yeah, but it's man had like two massive black eyes at the end of it. Now I know like your face doesn't define whether you won the fight at the end, but Rothwell looked very unscathed. Yeah, especially if well Kunitskaya, she was fighting earlier on. She's like fallen off the main card since losing her fight to uh, Cyborg. Oh, yeah, but uh, Kunitskaya, she won as well. Her face was absolutely demolished by Marion Renault, but um, she got the she got the dub as well. Here, by the way, this guy annoys me so much, Rocco Martin. Why? Wasn't he headlining the card a while ago? No. And he had massive sideburns. I don't think so. I think you're thinking of someone else. He's never headlined the card. Was he not headlining something? I don't know. It's just sideburns wrecking my head. (laughs) But uh, overall, what you make of the card as well? Uh, You know what? I'd give it a 7 out of 10. Very, very entertaining fights. Um, UFC Wichita got a bit of a show. And they got to finish in the main event. Well, that, that's it. You see, that, that's the thing. If the card is absolute garbage, at the end, if there's a huge knockout or you get exactly what you came for, then you leave happy, don't you? Yeah, no, definitely. And yeah. everything else is just a bonus. So this weekend, this UFC weekend. London. This yes. is a big one. Darren Till is headlining the card against Jorge Masvidal. Uh, I'm just going to scroll quickly through the prelims. Is there anyone there that's sticking out, Ross? Uh, Tom Breeze is fighting there. He's out of the Edwards training camp. So, renegade MMA. So, he's one to watch out. That should be a good one. So, he trains with uh, Edwards bros. Yeah, Fabian and Leon. And then Mark D. Casey fighting Joe Duffy. That's one that you can't miss. Definitely. Um, I'm going to pick Joe Duffy for that one. I think he'll probably get take him down and get submission because Duffy's going on the ground. Uh, D.A. Casey, he's fallen off the bandwagon there recently, hasn't he? Because like, he had a huge rep. Yeah, he was brought in with all the hype. Yeah. And then like, he's been lost once or twice. And like that was just it. Yeah. There's, no, there's no going back. I'm, not, I'm just like, nah. If you get beaten by D.A. Casey, it's almost like you're not good enough. What about Joe Duffy? We haven't seen him fight in a while. No, he hasn't. He had a massive contract dispute with UFC for ages. And it looks like he was looking for his release. But he's back. So I expect him to get the job done. Where is he training? Is he still Troy trying? Star, I think. He's still out there, yeah? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I think he lives in Canada. Do you know what? Like, I'd love to be backing him as an Irishman, right? But is, didn't Connor just totally split the camp against him? Yeah, like, it was really like, if you like Duffy, you don't like McGregor. And it's like... <laughs> <laughs> Who? You're on the radio. Yeah. Well, I was with, yeah, yeah. Joe Duffy Motors as well. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Joe Duffy Motors who sponsored this, this episode. Uh, John Phillips is taking on Jack Marshman, the Battle of Wales. Uh, I'm going to go for John Phillips just because he's like our mate. Our mate John Phillips. 
Joey, I watched him on uh, Paddy Hoolan's No Shame podcast, and his story is actually pretty good. Yeah, the white Mike Tyson. Yeah, he was literally knocking out everyone. Had to stop. Have John, uh, who did it? Yeah, John, I feel John Phillips is going to win this. It's yeah. good. It's good. He said he. Your man Jack Marsham takes punches like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, because John Phillips said that he was like he he wasn't annoyed, but he was more like envious of Jack Marshman because Marshman got brought into the UFC ahead of him and uh, John Phillips was living in his caravan but uh, and he was like the two he was like I know he put on a Welsh accent there but he said the two of them should have faced off and seen, seen who the real middleweight champ of, of Wales is yeah the king of Wales is yeah well there you have it there you have it he's getting well, we're going to find out aren't we he definitely needs Wayne Phillips as well doesn't he yeah and then Nathaniel Wood the prospect um, he's one to very much so watch out for in the bantamweight division, um, he's obviously has one punch Brad Pickett in his corner, so that should be very, very interesting to see. Brad Pickett, my mate, shout out. Yeah. Uh, then also Volkan no time Ozdemir is taking on Dominic Reyes, undefeated Ross. Dominic Reyes. This should be all right, Ross. No. Yeah, I think Dominic Reyes is going to get the win here. Dominic Reyes has said for the last year and a half that he's going to be the man to dethrone John Jones at the light heavyweight crown in UFC, and so far he's undefeated. So let's see it. So when they originally announced this card, the card looks pretty like bare. But looking at a couple of these fights, it does look interesting enough. Also, by the way, what what time does it kick off? Does it kick off like a normal time? Yeah, it? I think it will kick off at normal UK time. That's good. That's good. That's Saturday as well. Uh, then, yeah, I'll go with uh, Dominic Reyes as well. Definitely. Yeah. Although Volcan was steaming through people, knocking everyone out. Um, but wait, you see, Dominic Reyes throws that uh, that kick like a baseball bat, like literally, like he just throws the leg at you. Who do you think the winner calls out then? Uh, I think the winner should maybe fight the winner of it seems like, it seems Gustafson like... versus Smith. Because they're going to fight each other in June. Okay, yeah. Or uh, maybe even Corey Anderson. He's fought some good people there recently, I think. Maybe he's the only person that's vacant. Yeah. What about Latifi, no? Oh, maybe Latifi could be a good shout as well. If Latifi like, was a cartoon character, he'd be your man out of uh, the Fantastic Four. Yeah, the whole or the thing. Yeah, the thing. <laughs> Uh, then in the co-main event, Leon Edwards is taking on Gunnar Nelson. Oh, this this one where I don't want to pick the winner. Our mate Leon Edwards versus Gunnar Nelson. Our mate Leon Edwards taking on Gunnar Nelson. Yeah, Ross. Gunnar Nelson. Gunnar Nelson has now turned into a bit of a comedian online. If you haven't seen his Instagram, he's there dancing in spandex, uh, playing a song "Call on Me, Call on Me." Yeah. Um, whereas Leon Edwards is not messing around. No. Um. Look, Leon Edwards, I think, is on a six-fight win streak. He's on one of the longest win streaks in the UFC. Last time, who who, who was his last loss? Uh, Kamara Usman, as far as I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah. So, last time we lost was to the champ. Uh, he looks very good. I think if Nelson can't get this to the ground, he's going to really struggle against Edwards. But, you see, we could argue saying that Gunnar Nelson doesn't seem like he's taking it that seriously, even though it could be. But Leon Edwards is also, like, wants to fight Darren Till or Jorge Masvidal as well. So, he's sort of overlooking... I think Gunnar I Nelson. think that that's a bit uh, taken out of context because Gunnar Nelson wasn't at that press conference, so like Leon Edwards had to have a go with someone, so right. therefore he had to go with Till. Okay, that's fair. So look, I think I'm going to pick Leon Edwards. I think on the feet you might be able to get it done. Well, Gunnar Nelson was very unimpressive in his last fight. Obviously, he got the head knocked off him, and then he got came the back and did the the elbows. The elbows, yeah. I think Leon Edwards is going to win this as yeah. well. You know that. It's easier to pick the winning the streak and fighter, isn't it? Yeah. And then the main yeah, event, but, yeah, but like if you also if you're looking at it, you're looking at the build up. Who's messing around? Who's not? Although Fabian's away in um, train for Birmingham, he, but he's over in Dubai. Oh, is he? Yeah, so I don't know what the story is with there. Leon must be. I don't know who Leon's properly training. Well, with. Tom Breeze, who's also on the card, just Breezy. 
Yeah, it ain't easy being breezy. Who'd be better, breezy or uh, Fabian? Probably Fabian. Leon's brother, Fabian, was previously on the show. That's why we're talking about him. But uh, Gunnar Nelson. Well, Leon Edwards lost to lost to lost in the ground to uh, Usman last time, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Uh, Gunnar Nelson lost to Usman. No. Edwards. Oh, Edward Leon. Yeah, but like. That's a different type of on the ground. I feel like the, I'm sort of like there's no. I feel like in my head there's no right answer. No, I don't. Like so. we've met Leon and we haven't met Gunnar. No, I, I think Leon's gonna win it. Yeah, right. And, and, and also that makes it a nice matchup. Leon Edwards, it, it, like he really wants to fight Darren Till. So yeah, if, although that will probably never happen, but that'll be cool. And then the, in the main event of the evening, Darren Till is taking on Jorge Masvidal. Look, I, th- I think like they've set Till up for a good win here. Yeah. I think he's much larger than Masvidal. I can see it being very similar to uh, Till versus Cowboy, sort of bullying him around in the stand-up. I don't think Masvidal's going to be able to get the takedown in there. And I think Till's probably going to win. I'm going to say TKO, maybe the fourth round. Yeah, I, man, this looks like they're lining Till up for a win. He's looking uh, very lean going yeah. into this as well. Obviously, I follow his, in- follow his Instagram. He looks like he's... Uh, that, that loss really messed with his head and it looks like he's trying to uh, get going again. Um, obviously, where did you see this going after? I see Till... I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if him and Edwards fought next again. Would you? Because Edwards will have won seven in a row there. Till back in there. An all-English affair. Why not get it done? And get it back in England? Yeah. Why not? What, in London again? Maybe up in Liverpool. Again, yeah. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Uh... Darren Till might want to go for the title, though. True, he might want to fight Usman. He might want to fight Covington. We'll see how it goes. Uh, ben Askren, sorry, he's going to be at the arena. Oh, actually, yeah. Ben Askren versus Till. Now, that could be a good fight. Just for the trash talk to and fro. You see, I love the way Woodley, not the champion now, has made so many like different matchups. Yeah, it's like an open field again. Like, Till's back yeah. in the run. Yeah. You said that a while ago about some champ when they lost. And you're like, now all of a sudden, the doors are open for everyone to go again. Maybe it was McGregor. Maybe it was Demetrius Johnson. Maybe it was Johnson, yeah. But, uh, Ross, what are you expecting from this event as well? Cause, uh, I'm expecting big turnout from the UK fan base. I'm expecting Darren Till to win and to become more of a superstar than he already is. Exactly, yeah. Uh, also, I want to give a shout-out to some very random news. Uh, Artem Lobov is now is now signed up with Bare Knuckle Fighting, and he's taken on uh, Knight formerly of the UFC as well. And uh, Polly Malinaji has also signed up as well. So there could be a potential Artem Lobov versus Polly Malinaji fight. That would be, be a big scrap. That would be very funny. Um, yeah, so what are we, we're expecting... That that, that should be... A, that's a good card there that UFC London. Yeah. And then obviously in next week's show we're going to be discussing all that, all the boxing news. And uh, UFC Tennessee is coming up as um, Sergio Pettis has taken on Stephen Wonderboy Thompson and also Bellator 218 in Oklahoma will be on as well. But, uh, Ross, we have a couple more minutes before the hour is up. Um, what? Oh, okay. So, uh, we're going to wrap things up because Ross needs to go to the jacks. Yeah, uh, big time. <laughs> and as always, stay energized. Stay energized.